Welcome back to Money Down Podcast. This is episode 11 for the investor inside us all. I'm Zero Down Willis here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. What's up? Not much, man. Man, I'm Just... laughing because what people can't see when that intro is going on, we can see each other's mic and I'm sitting here like, and I'm so looking was at I. you. And you're... <laughs> That's a dope intro, man. You can't help me help dig the beat to that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's both, we're both just like doing this. <laughs> oh, makes my day, man. That's uh, the little things. It is the little things, man. Live streaming during our president, too, is another another we little have, we joy. Have <laughs> All right. Let's this dive into our politics. We're going to pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> pivot. Let's uh, let's uh our topic today: growing your business with loans or cash. Mm. I know my perspective, and I'm gonna dive in pretty deep. But I'm curious, what do you think? Uh, ultimately, think that uh, loans loans are a necessary evil in some instance. Um, I do think it has a lot to do with your loan loan structure interest in different things, you know, um, and liquidating your hard cash is not always the right thing to do either, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of like hard cash and you, and you like no cash. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely going to see where we're, where we're at on that, but I, I do think both are applicable to probably growing your business the most efficient and direct best way when it comes down to it. Cause it, depending on what business you're in even, right. So some, some you might need, you might need cash on hand. So, so you you're a cash to, guy. I kind of am. Yeah. How, how long do you hold on to your cash before it's invested? I, try, I mean, I'd be fine if it was all invested right now, but it's, it's just always spinning. Right. So yeah, actually today um, we'll close on our second uh, flip property. So that money will release, I call it release. It'll come back home. It'll bring mm -hmm. a few friends, you know, we'll have a little party for a minute and then we're yeah. ready to go back out and find another place. So, I mean, like as of 57 minutes from now, I'm actively ready to spend that money again. Right. The, the party, if you will, is over. We got to get back, got to get back to work. So right. um, I just kind of look at it as if, if, if it's not out there, I'm not making anything or at least have the potential to make anything. Right. Now you do go the route of a HELOC though, right? So that cash needs to pay off a loan. <laughs> it's a transfer of ownership. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically own enough stuff that my bank gives me money against it. Yeah. If I don't pay it, they take my stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah. um, so it's a trade-off. So I'm still, I, I, <laughs> I get what you're saying. It is, it, it is, but it is a, it is a, um, what do you call a uh, guaranteed loan? Yeah. It's guaranteed. There are, there are more benefits to a HELOC <clears throat> type of equity draw versus uh, like using your just straight up credit card. Right. Um, yeah. If, I mean, if it's, if the investment lasts longer than 30 days, you probably shouldn't use your credit card. Because it's going to be a pretty high interest rate. Yeah. Well, and we know that. You know that from you're looking into HELOCs yourself. But, you know, we'll tell everybody, uh, and I will tell everybody, not every loan is created equal. It's not all meant for the same purpose. 
Right. Um, and so different HELOCs, to, to my knowledge, and I believe you've discovered that and I've discovered that, they are very much different. Uh, there are some banks that will loan you that money against your hard asset, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And they will, they're going to charge you a monthly minimum payment mm -hmm. on that, regardless if you use it or not. So they're going to treat it like it's a, a loan that's been maxed in value with a hard payment on it, regardless. Now mine, for instance, and a big shout out to Pinnacle Bank, Murfreesboro, Jamie Harrington, mine's structured where it, it is still a HELOC. However, I don't pay on it unless mm -hmm. I draw on it and my payment increases as my level of draw increases. So I don't know. And, and interest Do is you, not the same as the house. I mean, it's like a lot of different things. What so kind of I'm, fees, what kind of fees did you have for Pinnacle? Fees for closing costs and appraisals. Yeah. It, it, and those things, those things depend too. So the more you, the more you access of your equity, Mm -hmm. And at certain price points, it triggers dominoes. I'm trying to get my dominoes in the effect of the loan. So I think like the first time I did a HELOC, we could do a desktop appraisal. I wasn't asking for terrible lot. So they did almost what I do as a realtor, I, like a comparable analysis, digital, mm -hmm. right? Just yeah. in the, the interweb kind of value. Well, in in my last one, I, I, I took out some more. Therefore, it dictated that it needed a full-blown appraisal. So my my closing cost on that last one was like 1900 bucks. However, I doubled my availability, uh, my purchase. The closing cost, is that a percentage then? I, well, no, it, it's not like a traditional loan. Like if I was shopping with somebody um, on a mortgage, I would tell them probably to expect to pay 3%. Mm -hmm. But that's title companies and all different kinds of things. And it, and it, Really depends on how willing the bank is. Um, and if you and we have a lot of local banks here, and I would suggest if anybody's listening and interested, is you try to find somebody local that wants to work with you as a local person. Right there, uh, for instance, uh, we had to do an appraisal, but you know, I had had title insurance. I mean, you know, they they were able to use some <laughs> things and go in and out. They closed the loan, which they didn't charge me for which other banks send you to a title company or a lawyer to close that loan, then you incur five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars in fees there. So uh, you get what I'm saying? And everybody's going to be so different with that. So yeah. you might even be able to do it cheaper than 1900 mm -hmm. at your bank. But I'll be honest with you, most circumstances I hear is that it gets to be much higher than that, almost like a traditional closing on a home because mm certain banks and most of them are going to be big banks, online banks that are not going to close, not going to close it themselves. And then they're not going to be able to work with you on things that you've already had with the purchase. They're going to want to redo some things that other gotcha. banks don't have to necessarily redo. If that makes sense. So I think, it, yeah, 1900 was my last time. Yeah. For, yeah, I've gotten two quotes so far and the fees were, um, they obviously said both of them came back and said, Hey, we could do a desktop appraisal, like if it's possible. And obviously, this is what I was talking about on the first one, yeah. Obviously, waive that fee. But then um, I know one of them was saying, But if we do have to do an appraisal, we roll that into your, um, so you'd, you they roll it into the HELOC. So you'd mm -hmm. have a payment right away. And it yeah, would be going towards that. Yeah, yeah. And, Ultimately, I, I don't know. I probably did that. 
I don't even know, to be honest with you. I probably did that and paid it off when I bought a house or something, you know, or sold a house, something like that, you know? Yeah. And your interest is different too. Your interest doesn't work like a traditional credit card where you're paying these percentages monthly based on your balance. So you're right. paying almost a daily balance and it's accrued. So the quicker you pay it off, the, the quicker your balance goes down. So for instance, let's just use 5% math, right? So if I, if I borrow a hundred thousand dollars, 5% on that, well, it would be 50 on a thousand. So it'd be 500 right on a hundred thousand would be 5%. Well, you divide that by in essence, 365, right? And then that's, that's your monthly payment as long as you have that money, but you just pay it once a month. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have a payoff that's shorter than what if you took it out to the next cycle. So it ends up being, it ends up being pretty cheap. So 500, uh, for instance, uh, let me do the math here. 500 divided by 12. Oh, that's only going to be, um, or 5,000, excuse me. Yeah, like 400 but 15 bucks a month. I mean, where do you, I mean, where can you borrow money? Borrow. Ah, I'm listening to you now. <laughs> but I'm saying, where can you get, where can you get availability for a hundred thousand right. dollars cash or four hundred fifteen dollars a month? Uh -huh. um, and if you're smart, that pays back, right? I mean, uh -huh. you shouldn't use those kind of loans to create debt rather than to create profit. That's my opinion. You know, yeah, good debt versus bad do. debt. I don't right, know. If right. A lot of people listening understand that, but there is a difference between good debt and bad debt. Yeah. Well, Consumer you, debt, bad debt. Right. right? Like mm -hmm. investing debt that returns income to you. Obviously, right. it's going to be good debt. Um, that's good, man. Yeah. So I got quote from Ascend. And then I got a quote from First Bank. I think I'm moving forward with First Bank for the HELOC. They said they pay up to a thousand dollars in closing costs if they if it does happen. Yeah, and that's the thing. First Bank's a great bank, by the way. But I deal a lot with their mortgage side. Dylan Ross, Brendan Burks. They have phenomenal teams. I'm not. Uh, I know my my partner in the flipping business is with First Bank. Cool. I won't, I won't tell you his name and and every you know that's not important. But he's very happy. Um, with him, I was like, Hey man, why don't you come over to pinnacle? He's like, man, I'm just so happy where I'm at. And that's where it's at. It's not about, it's not about being with your buddy. It's ultimately right. being where, where you're happy with. So Alex Jeter, I think is her last name. She's the one that's, um, setting me up for the HELOC at first bank. Yeah. So we'll see there. She estimates that I could get anywhere from like 40 to 50,000 in, um, equity so i don't even know what i'm gonna do with that because there's not it's not like a ton to to throw into something like a house mm -hmm. to flip and it's honestly not even enough to buy another car like the right. cars that we've i've been getting are in the 50 60 range um yes yeah, so i don't even know what i'll do with it just have access to it it's not nice just... an access and um we I, we, I don't know if we're to that point in the conversation yet, but just the access to cash, depending on what business you're in, um, especially if you can purchase that and roll it in somewhere else, uh, can save you money in the long run. Just being able to buy things cash. Yeah. For 
for instance, well, this is not necessarily a business, but it's an idea, right? So say your car breaks down, right? You can go on the open market and have more buying power with cash than you can having to try to find a car, a car, a seller on the private market that's going to let you run to the bank and try to finance that and get them cash. Yeah. So cars listed at 25 grand, you want to go, you know, you pull that cash out and you go, I mean, you stick 20 grand in somebody's face and, and their attitude will change. I don't know how much, but it will change. Right. Yeah. Then, but then you can, then you can take that car and get it financed, get your cash back almost with almost no payment involved. Right. right. And it's going to be very, very nominal. And you just save five grand on the purchase of your car, things like that. And it can be materials. It can be different things. If you're starting your business, mm -hmm. um, furniture, assets, those kind of things that are actually building wealth in your business. Mm -hmm. um, that can be, I know you like depreciation schedules. Those things can work out for you on your taxes. But mm -hmm. those things can be purchased at a cash value much cheaper than they can typically put on a credit card and or even on store credit. Mm -hmm. um, what what only thing bothers me about store credit is they'll do 12 months same as cash or 12 months no interest. I'm just not confident that most people can honestly do that. That's mm -hmm. what that's what bothers me that they get to the 11th month, didn't pay it off, and all that interest comes back and rolls in on top, and they've gotten nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I've noticed that um, it's a hard shift for people to do to go from like, okay, I'm I'm investing in a business, so it's okay to do a loan there, right? Mm -hmm. And then wait, I know I'm in. I'm actually just buying something for myself to enjoy and there's no return of income back in my pocket. Right. But I don't have the money. Like that's obviously not going to work well for your, for your growth. Um, so for, <clears throat> to kind of come back full circle to growing your business with loans or cash, it sounds like you use, you use kind of a mixture of both, which is interesting. Like you use cash in negotiating a better deal, which, um, which that makes sense. And then you turn it back into a loan payment so that you have more money back in your own pocket. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the best explanation. Uh, and I'll, I'll flip, a, uh, flip a few cars a year. So that's why I use the car example. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I have I mean, cars are really expensive and they're really tough negotiating right now because people, they're just, they just are right now. We're just in that part. But, and you know, I like to, <laughs> buy and sell cars, you know, mm -hmm. and no, it's never sitting in the same vehicle too long. It drives my wife nuts, but, but I, I mean, I haven't paid full price for a car, um, ever. Like in a you long should time. look into, um, I know you like the marketplace, but have you heard of Carmigo? No, I would look, you need to text me that. Yeah. Carmigo.com. I haven't used them, but, um, I had a guy post in a Tesla channel, in Facebook saying he sold his Tesla for 52,000. Mm -hmm. It's an auction based selling and they handle like, and I think he said it was like a flat rate of like 150, $125 fee mm -hmm. to be listed on there. And they handled the title exchange, the money exchange and even transportation. Sweet. Now, uh, is that like bring a trailer? Is that something like, I don't that? know. There's I don't a know. Place out of Atlanta bring a trailer anyway well tell me about that well you, you basically you, it's basically um an infrastructure setup kind of like that however 
uh, I think based out of Atlanta, like an online okay. bid scenario. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my problem is I don't know enough about cars. I've actually, I, I got a, a buddy that, that really does all that for me. Yeah. And we work out a sweet deal together as he, you know, he clear, we kind of do it together. I support the, the transaction and he supports mm -hmm. the quality, you know, and the, the handling. Um, but, um, but you buy, that's what only thing you buy those online. I just, but only thing excuse me there, I just can't get down there and look at them and look for, or have my buddy look, look at the things that need to be looked at. Yeah. I, I wouldn't personally buy anything through an auction like that, but selling it, man, it sounds like, Oh, it you does. Can make, you can make more than what you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This because car, I mean, car dealers yeah. do it. It's it's like a what do you call it? It's a, a numbers odd, mm -hmm. odds of number, whatever it is. Like, um, and the thing is, when we buy off lots, we're buying a lot of these cars anyway, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that because the dealers. I mean, some of my good friends are dealers. I think we both have a mutual guy in mind here in town that has two lots, mm -hmm. but he's he's on his computer nothing all day but buying cars. Yeah. Just sight unseen. And they're just, they're just shipping and shipping and shipping in. Mm -hmm. And I guess they get such good deals. If you get a, if you get a lemon, sometimes it's just almost like me and flipping houses. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I'm actually looking into trying to get a third Tesla. The model Y looking at the data from the last five months has like consistently outperformed what the expected like monthly you know what i mean like i i was expecting about a thousand dollars it does i think a minimum 1100 a month and then um 1100 to 1500 a month and um i had to knock down my rates on the model three here recently because i wouldn't get booked october this whole month had zero bookings and then Hertz, I don't know if you saw the news in Hertz buying over 100,000 Model 3s. Mm -mm. Yeah, and they're renting them out at 100 and something dollars, $105 a day. I was renting out my Tesla at like 160. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm having to knock my rates down. But for, for Willis Wills, I, I highly rely on loans to keep the business going and then having someone else pay it off mm -hmm. um, for the brother of agency. We um, it's all contract based. So then it's a very lean process. So once a project comes in, I'm able to pay the guys, but there's not a ton that um, that we're having to pay off right each month. So, mm -hmm. It's a lot, it's a lot leaner process. So I think when you're looking at growing your business with loans or cash, it all depends on what your actual business is. Like you said earlier, is it, is, is it something where it's like high assets, high in assets to, to generate the income or is it uh, just a lot of sweat and, and grind? You know, what nothing I mean? wrong with sweat and grind. The, you know, that's would be a preferred method, but there's, Nowadays, you need a lot of times you need a little bit of an injection. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you need to find somebody to talk about this. Like we and we could talk for hours and days about all the possible. The problem is there's just so many possibilities, so many scenarios. I mean, 
call Willis, call I, shoot us a message or something. But you need to have these conversations with somebody that understands it, mm -hmm. that, you know, that can maybe speak into that specific um, notion, you know? Right. Um, because, I mean, because I'm playing – I mean, we're you. I mean, we're both. And if you get this HELOC, we're both going to be kind of doing a little bit of the same thing. But I'm like, in, I'm like, whatever makes sense. Honestly, mm -hmm. I just like cash because the reason is, my cash is right. My cash is off a loan, but that loan is guaranteed with asset, so I'm right. not in any debt. So if I default on the loan, I'm still not in any debt because they've compensated it with asset. Right. Right. And that's the way I look at it. Now I might lose some things and be unhappy and marriage fall apart after that but i mean it's, <laughs> but you know what i mean but at the end of the day i'm i'm not yeah. enough to owe anybody anything gotcha well and, and it could be the the same thing with you know when you take out a loan for a car or whatever you know they're they're yeah. holding the car you know ultimately liable but yeah one of the things one of the challenges that i am working toward right now to overcome is getting a loan without a guarantor signature mm -hmm. That's my next. That's my next goal is get the, either the third car or the fourth car without me having to sign on it. Yeah, I'm actually working with that with some credit accounts that I hold. I got some for uh, for one of my businesses. I have uh, like a depot card and a Lowe's card associated with that business. Yeah, but I had to back, I had to guarantee it, but it yeah. still got the name of the company on it. Yeah. But I, what I would like to do is actually, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, I want my parent company that's up here that's probably going to be something like the real Eric Bates LLC, something like that, Okay. to actually be the guarantor of those cards, and they issue cards to the separate businesses. And what was the benefit for that? Well, just because uh, I don't want to have to go back out and get more depot cards for another yeah. business that I opened that's in this same realm yeah. of thing you know what i mean yeah. but yeah, again yeah. back to spending to that business yeah yeah you know what i'm saying back to keeping everything very much in a finite line mm -hmm. of receivables and debits you know what i mean so yeah and i so i opened up uh with willis wills through pinnacle i have a credit card with them mm -hmm. so it says willis wills on it but then also says my name on it and when I go through like, uh, what is it? Credit, credit report or whatever through Chase, which I think uses Experion, it doesn't show the credit. It didn't show the credit line that I opened up. With which Pinnacle? I thought it, well, I thought it would. Yeah. With Pinnacle, but it doesn't. It should. I mean, has it had time to report? Um, maybe that's it. Maybe it takes another month or two. Like, I don't know how long it's delayed. It should definitely within 60 days report. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't been sixty days yet, so maybe it'll start popping up. I think it will. I think check it one more time. But yeah, and that's the other thing is opening up credit lines in Willis Wills without the guarantor, like without my Social Security, just doing the EIN number. Yeah, that's the that's the next step. Well, see, I'm I'm hoping that um, and I, I haven't checked with Depot or Lowe's yet, but I'm hoping they are reporting against mm. american homes okay so, otherwise it's been two years <laughs> kind of for, I, might, I might as well just got my own card you know what i mean right um but yeah that's that's american homes llc that's our flipping business but 
they have a card at each place. It makes it simple that you don't have to use your debit card mm-hmm. every time and you get cash back or 5% off at Lowe's and like massive. Well, you get protected discounts. too. Your purchases are protected, man. Like oh, I, I a, don't I get use... a year longer at Home yeah. Depot. I get 12 full months protection at Depot. Yeah. Uh, and I get some insane uh, specials too. Lowe's, yeah. for, Lowe's for pros and different things. Yeah, I don't use, even personal, I don't use the debit card anymore. Because you're not protected. Yeah. They have straight <laughs> access to your account. So if you if you swipe it at the wrong location um, or you put it into the wrong website, um, you're not protected. I mean, a sin has some type of protection, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but that money's instantly gone from your account, and now you're working to get it back. But you, if you get if you get swiped through a credit card, they're working diligently, and it's not coming from your personal account, right? Um, and then you got a little time once you make purchases through the credit card to pay it off. If you if you get paid biweekly or or monthly, you can you just set your be discipline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which I know you are, I am, but. And a lot of people we know really play that card, credit card game well. Yeah, if you, I've found if you if you use both, you'll get in trouble because you'll spend more into that debit card, and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't keep up. But if you just if you do away with the debit and and then just pay off that credit card each month, you get in a, a little habit of of doing it. You can set your own limit too, so you don't you don't overspend. I think I keep. I don't even have to look because I haven't used it so long. I keep one debit card in my wallet just in case I need ATM cash. And yeah. The only, and the only reason is, is because if I pull it out on a credit card, I'm getting charged immediate interest. Yeah, I don't ever take out cash. Well, I, I, only, I only find that issue if I'm at like some event, like event, some yeah. family event, like fair or some ridiculous place that only takes cash. Yeah. Um. But I got to wind it down. Well, I hope we just confused everybody just enough. <laughs> we were a little scattered on it. I think we had some good points in there, but they were definitely little sprinkles. Um, all right. Thanks yeah, again. Just everybody keep in mind that we only got 30 minutes. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and we have to, you know, kind of chit chat too. So. Dude, you cut off my exit. Oh, exit, exit. <laughs> right now. Go. Thanks again for listening to Money Down Podcast. I'm Zero Down Willis here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. Thanks again. Peace. Peace.